Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. The good news of God is that God is willing to save humanity solely by his grace, by his good pleasure, his goodwill he has toward us. In order to make our salvation possible, God saves us who are guilty because of sin on the basis of the work of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's Son who truly entered into human existence and became one of us. He did that to become our representative as one of the human race. He is different both because he is God and because he lived a sinless and perfect life as a human being. So Jesus became our substitute. And God now offers salvation freely to all on condition of faith. Come to God in faith, turn away from sin, turn to him and receive salvation. Now to many still, this seems too good to be true. I remember as a boy watching, listening to an itinerant evangelist come to town and speak through a megaphone to the public. And I, as a believer already, was rather curious about this and about the public's response. And he offered the message of salvation as a free gift of God. And I remember a man saying, oh yeah, that's enough. All you need is to there show up and God is going to let you in. We want some contribution of ours, some mountain we have climbed, some claim of earning or merit on our part. And many think this way, but the gulf between us and God is such because of our sin that no effort of ours is really going to enable us to get there. It is Christ lifting us up out of our misery and depth and taking us with him by virtue of his power and his goodness and his perfection that gives us an entrance into fellowship with God. Now, in the first century, when the gospel was being distorted by some as we read it, read about it in the epistle to the Galatians, their mental attitude was not so much that we must contribute also, that it is too easy, but perhaps that they were already under a system of regulations that they had received from God. This was the law that God had given through Moses over a thousand years ago, uh, in their time, 1400 years prior to them. And they were under that, and they valued it, and they viewed it as something from God. And it included regulations, the symbolic one of circumcision, keeping of the Sabbath, dietary regulations. And it was difficult for many Jews, even if they were to acknowledge Jesus Messiah, as the Messiah, to abandon these things. Although Christ himself taught that he was the completion of it, that he fulfilled the law on our behalf and on their behalf 
more on their behalf because people today, unless you consider yourself an Israelite under the law, are not under the law. So for the early Christians who came out of Judaism, and it seems some who then, who were very zealous for the law, who penetrated, went into the Christian movement with the intention of bringing it back under the law, they wanted to impose the regulations of the law on those who were Christians and had found a freedom. And the Apostle Paul refers to these people as who came in to spy on the freedom that we have. The gospel is a truly liberating power and message of God. It brings us into a true standing of maturity given through the enablement of God's Spirit, whom a believer receives on faith. When we believe upon the moment of faith in God, God himself comes in the person of the Spirit into the life of one who has trusted Christ. So now in combating this distortion that has come into the churches, the Apostle Paul has to tell them that this is wrong. And he begins by pointing out that salvation, forgiveness, and restoration of relationship with God has forever been on the basis of faith. This was so even before the law was ever given. When the patriarch, the father of the people, the ancestor of the people of Israel, through whom they entered into a special relationship with God, this man Abraham, when God called him and he walked with God, he received a standing with God, not because he kept rules and regulations, but because he believed God. Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God, and God counted that or reckoned that to him for righteousness. The Apostle Paul quotes this in Galatians 3, verse 9. And then he moves on to say in verse 10, that those who really rely on their own deeds and works to have a standing with God, instead end up earning a curse. Why? Because no one is able to keep perfectly the law of God. All who rely, Galatians chapter 3, verse 10, on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now he is quoting what is already in the law at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. When the law was recited, uh, they stood as communities together, half of them recalling all of the blessings that come from keeping the covenant and other half of the tribes recalling all of the curses that come from not keeping the covenant. And they conclude by saying, Cursed is everyone who doesn't abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. This was the nature of the law that God gave to Israel. They were required to keep it. And if they fail, then it brought a curse upon them. So any effort to earn righteousness and a standing with God is fraught with failure. The law was there for those who had a heart and a disposition of God to conduct their regulation. It did not by itself secure for them righteousness. A righteousness, the ultimate righteousness that is needed for forgiveness of sin and salvation is given as a gift by God. Israel, by keeping the law that had given God had given them, came into some benefit. They preserved their standing with God as a covenant people. 
if they were obedient to God's regulations and laws, which went beyond the external, which really went to the heart about loving your neighbor as yourself and loving the Lord your God with all your heart, they came into the benefit of divine protection, preservation, freedom from many calamities of life, including sickness and pestilence and famine and destruction in wars and things like that. These were all parts of the covenant God had offered them. But if they didn't keep it, they came under the curse of the law, a curse that was pronounced upon everyone who didn't keep it, having come under it. Now, the method of the gospel then is not to bring us under the law and make us earn a standing by our perfect performance of it. In fact, the dynamic of the gospel is quite different. When we come to God through Christ, God changes our heart. He gives us a new sensitivity to seek the will of God and to live by it. The Spirit of God is given to us so that if we yield to him, we are able to live in a way that is pleasing to God. And the fruit of the Spirit is worked out in our lives. However, we are accepted simply by faith. We are accepted by faith. So Paul, Paul reminds them that all who rely on works of the law, if they are trusting in their own works, they ought to be warned about the curse that hangs over their head. Because everyone who doesn't continue in all the things written in the book of the law and do them is under that curse. Then he continues in Galatians 3.11 saying, Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. Because when God is speaking to the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2 of Habakkuk and verse 4, he encourages the prophet in regard to the circumstances of life by saying, God's righteous one shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. God expected forever, that is from the beginning, for the people who in the world who knew him, who were concerned about their relationship to God, must be those who trusted him, those who placed their confidence in him. It was a relationship of trusting God that manifested in obedience to righteous demands that conform to the character of God, to do what is right, to love justice, to do mercy, because these are things which characterize God, and God's people likewise should be perfect even as God is perfect. This is what the Lord Jesus began in his, began to point out in his teaching, that the, the thing that God is looking for is a heart and a character that yields and conforms itself to what God is like in nature and character. But the basis of establishing a relationship with God was never by outward deeds of man, but always by trusting him. The righteous shall live by faith. That comes out of the prophets of Israel, who were under the law, who had the law, and at a time when they were breaking the law, and God is about to bring the Babylonians over them to bring about the judgment that he had threatened for rejection of the law, he still tells them the righteous one shall live by faith. Even when Moses is speaking to the people, or God is actually speaking to Moses concerning the law, he would say, oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments so that it would go well with them. God expects 
expected Israel first to be rightly disposed toward him, to believe in him, that they have such a heart that they would fear him or revere him or believe in him, that they would do his bidding, that they would then carry out his laws so that it would go well with them. Obedience is a consequence of faith. Obedience or keeping a law does not substitute for faith. It is a consequence of faith. A relationship with God begins by faith. The righteous one lives, even receives and obtains life by faith. It has to be so because that was how it was for the father of believers, Abraham, through whom the blessing of God comes down to us. It is through Abraham God promised to bless all the families of the earth. And if Abraham received his blessing through faith, so it is with us. So it was before the law was given. So it was for people who were living when the law was over them, like Habakkuk. And so it is when Christ has come in the fullness of time, that is at the time that God has appointed, to fulfill the requirements of the law for all who seek salvation, all who are under the law. So by our own righteousness, we are not able to measure up. Our striving still leaves us short. And God does not judge on the basis of, okay, you have worked hard enough, even though you do not quite make it, your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. Often we think about God putting our, all of our works in a balance, saying which side is heavier, and then using that as a basis of somehow letting us into his house, his heaven. But this is not how it is. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God has given us Christ, whom he has presented publicly as the one who propitiates the wrath of God, the one who reconciles us with him, the one who has borne the penalty for our guilt so that salvation is given to everyone who believes as a free gift by virtue of what Jesus Christ has done for sinners. Those who have come to know God must, must seek to live righteously, but a right relationship with God is not gained by virtue of keeping external regulations. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.